Hey guys, we're so excited to share this message with you on the Center Set podcast. My name is Ethan and I lead worship here at Center Set. We'd love for you to download our app so that you can keep up with all that is happening in our community. Text Center Set to 77977 to download. Give it up for the worship team. And hey, today we've got a special, special message for you. We are so excited. Uh, We've got a friend that's coming here all the way from Australia. Her name is Pastor Layla Navahandi. You can come here on stage. I'm biased because she's half Persian. And I don't know if you knew, but I'm Persian. My husband is Persian. We're like, you know, the cool cats. You know what I'm saying? The yes. Persian cats. The Persian like the cats. Yes, the I cat used to get that the, all in high school. Yeah. yeah, like the cat. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're so excited that she's here. Would you give her an awesome, bold Thank church you. welcome? We're pumped. We've been praying all week for this message. We believe that the Lord hasn't just brought you here on accident. You're here on purpose. And the Lord has a word for you today. And she's going to deliver that word. And she's in tune with the voice of heaven today. Because we believe deliverance and healing and power from on high is going to come here at Bold Church in Silicon Valley. So join hands with me as I pray for Pastor Layla. Jesus, we just thank you so much. God, we thank you so much for your daughter. God, we know you have a word, God. We know you have a word for us, God, that you would give us a deeper anointing of who you are, but a deeper conviction for your word, for who you are, for your presence, God. We don't want to just come here to hear a good sermon, God. We want to be transformed by the power of your spirit, Jesus. We came in one way, God, and we want to come out looking more like you, Jesus. And if you believe it, everybody said... Amen. 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 Thank you, my friend. Love you. Thank you, Bold Church. You can go ahead and take a seat. It is so good to see you tonight. Bold Church is an awesome church. Amen. What an awesome church. Uh, Us Australians, we say awesome. I know you guys say awesome, right? What an awesome church this is. Uh, But it is truly such an honor to be here with you guys tonight. And I just wanted to take a moment just to honor your pastors. Can we give it up for your pastors, Pastor Ali and Pastor Yasmin? Aren't they just the best pastors? And I love you guys. I know I haven't known you very long. We've been Instagram friends. So I've been stalking them for a long time and finally, you know, meeting them in the flesh tonight. Uh, But I love you guys. I love your heart. I love your spirit. And you know what? Over the last two years to lead a church through the pandemic and everything that's been going on in California and Australia has been pretty crazy, right? It's been pretty crazy days. Uh, But these guys have led the charge in such a powerful, bold way. And I'm so excited in my spirit to know what God has planned for this house and for you guys. And I wanted to honor you guys. Can we give it up for them? Um, They're incredible. And uh, thank you for your bold faith. Thank you for being leaders of bold faith. And I believe that God wants to do something powerful in this church. And I believe that God has a plan and a purpose for every single person who calls bold church home. God wants to do something in this place. Uh, So as I said before, my name is Layla, uh, Layla Nahavandi. So uh, Persian, like your senior pastors here. Any other Persians in the house? Yes, a few Persians. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I'm also half Irish. So any Irishes in there? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. We're going to go through all the countries. I was born in England. Any English people in the house? Okay. Uh, I was raised in New Zealand. Any Kiwis? No, okay, no, we hate New Zealand, obviously, in Silicon Valley. Uh, Any Aussies in the house? I'm an Australian citizen now. Okay, just me. That's fine. No worries. Um, So, yeah, I'm living in Australia. I've been in full-time ministry for the past 15 years. Yeah, so I started when I was four years old, obviously. Uh, Just joking. But um, I've been in full-time ministry for the past 15 years. Um, God spoke to me as a 17-year-old to get up and leave my family to move to another state and to serve on a ministry team at a, a church that was just sort of uh, being birthed and, and sort of just in the sort of infancy stages of, of the church. And my dad is a professor of robotic engineering and a Persian. So my dad was like, there is no way in heck you are ever moving states, let alone going to be a pastor in another state. Amen. I don't know if all my 
Persians can relate to that. Um, but he, he really felt like God was speaking to us. And so he released me to go. And so I've been part of that church for the last 15 years. And we really saw God do the miraculous. When we moved into our building, we were leasing a property uh, when, I, when I arrived on the scene. Um, when, I, when we moved into that property, apparently there was a finger, a human finger found in the car park the day that we moved in. So really dodgy area in Australia. And uh, I was starting the youth ministry. So I was the youth pastor and we didn't have any youth. Uh, so we had two, two kids. Well, yeah, I was a youth faster great awesome what do I do uh, so we started with two kids one wasn't old enough to go but I just convinced her mum to let her come and the other girl the first night that we we met um, for youth she told me she was a Christian Buddhist so I was like that's not a thing you can't be a Christian Buddhist all right and uh, so they're two different things Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life and so I explained that to her and I ended up just going down to the grocery store and there was a group of kids sort of sitting outside the grocery store. And I said like, hey guys, you want to come ice blocking with us for our youth group? And they're like, how weird is that thinking back? I'm like, that's crazy. Um, and uh, we, they, to my surprise, ended up coming ice blocking, which is where in Australia it's really hot. So we get blocks of ice and we put ropes in them and slide down hills on them. <laughs> that's what ice blocking is. Yeah, Australians are crazy, right? Right? Yeah, just like weird. Why would you do that? Um, but these, these kids came and there was about five of them. And so the week after, shared the gospel with them. And we saw every single one of them give their life to Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? And uh, we sort of started from there. We, over the last 15 years as a church, have seen the miraculous come into our church. Just God did incredible things. I said we started in a really dodgy area of town. It was crazy. We had a pub upstairs. We were meeting on the next floor. So when we'd have youth, we'd have, you know, um, drunk people sort of like just stumbling their way down the stairs as the parents were bringing the youth in. So obviously not a good look for a youth pastor trying to build a youth ministry. Uh, but we saw God do incredible things. So we went from having 60 people to now today, after 15 years, we have 1,750 people in the church. Isn't that amazing? Nearly 2,000 people called it our church home. And we've also had over the years just miraculous um, financial miracles for our church. So we got given a building worth millions of dollars just given to our church. Isn't that amazing? And I was just in worship today and I'd been talking to Pastor Ali and Yasmin and just about how you guys have been booted out of your property before where you were meeting and then you're in here. And, you know, I, I believe the enemy has tried to come to try and intimidate this church, to try and push this church back into a corner. But I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me as we were in worship and just said, pray for that same kind of miraculous anointing for buildings and for property in this church. And so I believe that God wants to do the miraculous. So can we just lift up our hands just for one moment and just pray into that. Holy Spirit, I thank you for bold church. God, I thank you that you said to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be bold and courageous. And God, you said that he would possess the land that you had called him to possess. And God, I thank you that as bold church makes this declaration that they are going to be bold, that they are going to have bold faith. God, I thank you that you have property for them to possess. I thank you that you have miraculous buildings for them to inhabit, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have a plan and a purpose for them to influence this area for your kingdom and build a great work here. And we just thank you in your mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand of praise tonight? I truly believe that for this church, and I'm super excited to be uh, sharing the word with you tonight. Very honored to be here. I wanted to introduce my message with a little help from a lady named China. You might have seen her on TV before, so I'm going to give it over to China. Thank you, guys. Same five questions you can ask. Okay. Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, no. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 Oh, all right, let's go. Never used. Never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit.
you ain't studied for. Holy Spirit. Awesome. Thank you, China. Uh, so the title of my message tonight, church, is Holy Spirit Activate. Holy Spirit Activate. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, Holy Spirit Activate. Holy Spirit Activate. Holy Spirit Activate. We're going to be talking about what the Holy Spirit does. What does the Holy Spirit do? I'm not sure if the Holy Spirit does what China thinks the Holy Spirit does. I'm not sure what she thinks the Holy Spirit does, but I know that the Holy Spirit does a lot of things. And so I want to talk about what the Holy Spirit does in this message tonight. Maybe we've heard about the Holy Spirit before. Maybe, you know, we, we have um, maybe understood what the Holy Spirit does. Maybe we've grown up in church. Maybe we've been around things of the Holy Spirit. Often the Holy Spirit in the church at large can be misunderstood, misrepresented, and sometimes not even talked about. But I believe that God wants us to talk about the Holy Spirit. Amen. God wants us to know about the Holy Spirit. He wants us to know about what the Holy Spirit does. And I wanted to start in this passage of Scripture tonight in the book of Acts chapter 19 in verse 1. In Acts chapter 19 and verse 1, we actually see a group of people who have never heard about the Holy Spirit. And Paul actually comes up to them and it says this in Acts chapter 19 and verse 1 to 16. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesied. Uh, can we just bow our heads for one moment, Bold Church, and just pray over the word tonight. God, I thank you for Bold Church. I thank you, God, for what you are doing in this place, God. I thank you, Lord, that you had plans and purposes for every single one who has called this church home since long before we were born, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's no coincidence that we're in this room tonight hearing from you, Lord. And God, I just invite you to come and take my words and make them your words, God. I thank you that you would come and speak in me and through me, God. I thank you, God, that you would speak to every person in this room, God, and you would truly activate us to the things of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen, amen, amen. So we see in this passage of Scripture that there are a group of people who Paul comes across, and he sees that they're Christian people, that they believe in God, and he says to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they're like, Holy Spirit, what? what? Like, what? What? Who? Holy Spirit? What are you talking about? We've never heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And so Paul starts to talk to them and teach them about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? And the Bible says after he laid hands on them, they had an encounter with the Holy Spirit that marked them and changed them. The Bible says that they started to speak in tongues and they started to prophesy. So there was supernatural evidence that they had had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. They were marked from that point on after they received the Holy Spirit. Do you know what? I believe tonight that as we encounter the Holy Spirit, God wants to mark us with the supernatural. God wants to touch every single one of our lives to show evidence that He is resident within us. He wants our Christianity to carry the power of God everywhere that we go. He wants us to be marked by the supernatural. No, I've been in uh, California now for the past month. I live in Australia, but I've been here for the last month. I'm um, uh, on the team at Theos U. Does anyone know what Theos U is? Yeah, a few of you guys do. Um, so with the crazy homeless guy, Nathan Finocchio, uh, I'm working with him. And we did a, we did a conference um, just a, a week ago or two weeks ago. And so I've been in California for the past month. And uh, we don't have In-N-Out Burger in Australia. 
And so I have been living my best California life, having as much In-N-Out Burger as I want to. Uh, I've had, you know, my, my um, personal trainers like messaging me. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. I'm not answering her messages because I want to eat as much In-N-Out Burger as I want. I want to live my best life now here in California. And, uh, you know, at In-N-Out Burger, you can go and you can grab yourself a burger, double-double, whatever you like, animal-style fries, and you have the option to add the extra chilies on the side. Does anyone add those little yellow chili peppers? Yeah, add a bit of spice, add a bit of heat to your In-N-Out order. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can treat the Holy Spirit like those chili peppers. Sometimes as Christians, we can think the Holy Spirit is just an optional extra on the side if you want to spice up or heat up or bring some fire to your Christian life. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit is not an optional extra to the Christian life. No, in fact, the Holy Spirit actually activates the work of God in every area of our lives. The Holy Spirit activates the work of God in every area of our lives. A Harvard scholar named uh, Wayne Grudem, he wrote this about um, the Holy Spirit's role. And he said, the Holy Spirit's role is to manifest, so to show, to make evident the active presence of God in the world and especially in the church. Another scholar, theologian named Millard Erickson said this, the Holy Spirit is active within the lives of believers, resident within us. The Holy Spirit is the particular person of the Trinity through whom the entire triune Godhead works in us. Erickson also said this, it is primarily through the Holy Spirit that we experience God and it is through the Holy Spirit's work that we feel God's presence within and the Christian life is given a special tangibility. The Holy Spirit is the one who activates the work of God in every area of our lives. The Holy Spirit is not an optional extra. The Holy Spirit is fundamental to us experiencing God in the fullness of everything that He wants us to experience in our Christian life. Um, Wayne Grudem actually said that the Holy Spirit... Uh, works in these five categories, and I'm just going to go over them quickly as I introduce this topic. He says that the Holy Spirit empowers us. So the Holy Spirit gives life. He gives power for service. He um, gives us the gifts of the Holy Spirit to empower the church to accomplish the work of God. He also says that the Holy Spirit purifies us. He convicts us of sin. He regenerates us. He sanctifies us. He makes us more holy. He produces the fruit of the Spirit in our lives so that we can become more and more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals, so he inspires the Word of God. He inspired the biblical writers, and not only did he inspire the biblical writers, but he continues to inspire us as we read the Word of God. He illuminates the truth of God to us and makes it applicable to our lives and our hearts. The Holy Spirit also unifies us. He unifies the church of God so we would be led in the Spirit. We would be knit together to do the work of God. And the Holy Spirit gives evidence of God's presence. He gives evidence of God's presence. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He demonstrates that God is in the place. The Holy Spirit gives evidence that God is here. There's evidence that God is here. You know, I was um, in Disney. I went to Disneyland when I was in LA. Anybody been to Disneyland here? Yeah, Californians, you've got the best life. Oh my gosh, in and out Disneyland. What more could you want? Um, so I went to, to Disneyland uh, a few weeks ago just with a few friends. And I was thinking back because I was just so immersed in Disneyland, like eating my giant turkey leg, like this little little short Persian girl eating a giant turkey leg. Everyone was staring at me, like watching me eat it because they're like, it's as big as her face. Like surely she's not going to eat that. Um, so I was at Disneyland and I forgot to take any pictures or any photos or anything like that, right? Or the only photo I had was a photo that someone else took of me walking into the gates of Disneyland and that's the only evidence. But those gates were like the ones that you take the bus, that like that bus to Disneyland, so it doesn't even really look like I'm at Disneyland. 
So my family was like, oh, can you send us some pictures of Disneyland? And I had no evidence that I had even been there. There was no evidence to show that I had been anywhere near Disneyland. So my family's like, are you sure you went to Disneyland? Like, Layla, were you really at Disneyland? Are you just a bit crazy? Like, what are you doing over there in the US? There was no evidence to show that I had been there. Do you know what? In the same way, in the churches around the world, sometimes there's no evidence to show that the Holy Spirit has been there. But I pray that it would be different in our churches. I pray that we would say, Holy Spirit, come and activate your work here. Holy Spirit, come and move in our lives. Holy Spirit, we want there to be evidence that God is in this place. We want to see God move in our midst. The Holy Spirit brings evidence of God's presence. We know that God is here because the Holy Spirit brings evidence of that. The Holy Spirit activates the work of God in our lives. I believe tonight that the Holy Spirit is the help that every single one of us has been looking for. The Holy Spirit is the help that you've been looking for. Whether you're a pastor, I'm a pastor and a preacher and I'm doing my PhD, so the Lord knows I need help to, to get that done, obviously. Uh, we all need help. Every single one of us needs help in what God's called us to do. Maybe you need help in leading your family. Maybe you need help in raising your kids. Maybe you need help in buying a property or renting a property. Maybe you need help in your career. Every single one of us might need help in some sort of area of our lives. And especially during COVID, I don't know if I've ever felt so helpless in all my life with different things that were going on in our world. And I'm sure that you could say in some areas of your world, maybe it's been the same. Our world is helpless right now. There are so many people who are helpless right now and we need help. The Holy Spirit is the help that we have been looking for. No matter what we need help for, the Holy Spirit is the help that we have been looking for. John chapter 14 and verse 26, uh, Jesus says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. John 14 verse 16 says this, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells in you he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. Now, when we look at what the Holy Spirit does, when we say the Holy Spirit dwells in us and it's the presence of God, He is the presence of God in us. Sometimes if you've got sort of like a logical brain like myself, you might be like, well, what does that mean? Isn't the Holy Spirit everywhere? Isn't God everywhere? So what does it make a difference if he's in me and not in you? Because he's everywhere. Of course, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. The big Bible word, big theological word, word meaning everywhere at all times. He's everywhere at all times. So what does it matter if he is dwelling in me? But obviously, Jesus said, I want you to know that he won't just be with you, but he will be in you. The reason why it matters for him to be in us, I want to use, scholars use this analogy of light. So when you have the windows open in your house and the sun is shining through, the light lights the room, right? It fills the room and it's illuminated and there's light in the room. But you could get a super powerful illegal laser beam, right? A really, really powerful laser beam. I don't have one of these, don't worry. I'm not going to bring it out here as an illustration cut through the camera there. But you could get a really super powerful laser beam. And if you get this really super powerful laser beam, it can cut through materials and it has this power that is also dangerous power and it's intensified as you uh, have that same sort of light, but it's in an intensification sort of form, an intense form. In the same way, when the Holy Spirit fills the earth, he fills the earth in a way that he fills the light in the room. The light fills this room, the Holy Spirit fills the earth. But as the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us and with us as Christians, it's a more intense power of God that is dwelling within us. It's like that laser beam, that laser beam that has the power to change things and shift things and, and carry intense power of God and the presence of God in a whole new way. So the Holy Spirit carries that intense power of God, and that means that we carry that potent power of God on the inside of us as the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So I want to 
uh, share three things about what the Holy Spirit does tonight. Three things that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And uh, I, I had a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit as a teenager. Just a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit. I was um, at a youth conference and I remember my friends told me about the Holy Spirit and going up the front to receive a touch from God. And, you know, we'd have pastors pray for us and they'd pray for the fire of God to touch us. And the Holy Spirit just encountered me in a powerful way. I ended up going back to my school. I went to a non-Christian high school in Australia and I went back to my school. And at the time, you know, we were starting like Christian groups at our school. I don't know if anyone's ever done that, a lunchtime Christian group, prayer group at your school. Um, but I wanted to start a Christian group at my school and all the youth ministries in Australia at the time were named like Boom. Like there was a time in the early 2000s when it was like Boom this and Boom that and explosions and, you know, Power of God and all this. So I decided that I wanted to call my Christian group Detonate, right? Detonate, a spin on that boom word. So Detonate. So I'm like, I've got to, I'm going to start this Christian group named Detonate because the Holy Spirit's going to come and blow this place up, right? <laughs> there was like a thousand people at my school and like I was one of only a few Christians, but I'm like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to come and blow this place up, which would be okay for any white Australian kid to do. But when you're half Persian, half Irish, and you want to start a religious group named Detonate, uh, it's definitely going to raise a few Australian eyebrows, right? And so I literally, no word of a lie, my principal invited me into his office just to ask me what the nature of my religious group named Detonate was and what we were what planning to do with this group Detonate. And I was like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's going to come blow this place up. You know, no, I wasn't like that. I just explained to him that I was a Christian and I wanted to see my friends find Jesus and he was okay with that and it was awesome. And, you know, I was so zealous for God because that's what the Holy Spirit does. When he comes on the inside of you, you have to share Jesus with someone else. You have to go out into the world and say, hey, you need what I I've found, I've found the answer that we're looking for. I've found the help that we're looking for. I've found hope and love and peace like the world does not know and cannot give. The Holy Spirit changes our lives and turns us outward to the world to go and share that joy with others. Um, three things that the Holy Spirit does, three effects that receiving the Holy Spirit has on our lives. Firstly, the Holy Spirit causes us to feel the presence of God. He causes us to experience the presence of God. The Holy Spirit causes us to experience the presence of God. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a 4D movie. Do you have them here in um, America? No? Yes, yeah, some, some people know what I'm talking about. So a 4D movie is pretty much like a 2D movie. And then you go a 3D movie, so you add the glasses and sort of like things pop out of the screen at you. And then the 4D movie is where you start to be able to feel the movie, right? So I've seen Shrek in 4D. I don't know if anyone's seen Shrek in 4D uh, in Australia. Um, but in Shrek in 4D, all of a sudden as Donkey is galloping, your seat starts to go like this and you start to gallop along with Shrek and Donkey as they're galloping off to do whatever it is they're doing. And then Donkey sort of spits out of the screen and all of a sudden sudden you get donkey spit on your head as it's sort of coming down from the roof. That 2D movie goes to 4D and the change is the effect that is felt in my life, the effect that is felt in my body. Do you know what? In the same way, the Holy Spirit actually causes us to experience and feel the tangible presence of God in our lives. It's not all about feelings, but He does bring physical feelings and He does help us to experience God in a real way. See, our Christianity, it's not all about just thinking and, and rhetoric and just language and understanding thoughts and policies and, and laws and whatever. No, our Christian experience is actually a relational one where we can actually feel the presence of God and walk with Him and talk with Him and live with Him and acknowledge His presence in our lives. He helps us to even feel the love of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The Holy Spirit's job, one of his jobs is to fill our hearts with the love of God. 
If you're feeling lonely tonight or if you're feeling unloved tonight, if you feel empty tonight, the Holy Spirit wants to come and fill you up to overflowing with the love of God that you know that you are loved, you are accepted, you are anointed, you are called, you are appointed. God has a future and a hope for you. He wants to remind you of the love of God in this place tonight. The Holy Spirit is like God to go, right? The presence of God to go. Um, in America, you guys have great things like called to go. We call it takeaway. Do you call it takeaway here or no? You're like, what's takeaway? Yeah, to go. So if you if you go to McDonald's and then they'll, and you order something, you can either have it there in the restaurant. You can eat your like whatever you eat from McDonald's. I don't know what you have, Mick. American burgers, you know, whatever, whatever it is, Mick America. We have Mick Oz in Australia. We put weird things on our burgers like eggs and beetroot and no, I know it's disgusting, isn't it? It's shameful. It's shameful. I need you guys to pray for deliverance for me. But we have a Mick Oz. I'm sure you have different burgers here as well. You can sit in the restaurant. You can go and you can sit and you can take your family or your friends for a little meal. Don't take a date there. Probably not a, not a winning place to take a date. But family, friends, that's fine. No worries. So you sit in McDonald's and you're enjoying McDonald's, right? You're eating it there and you're in McDonald's. You can also take that McDonald's to go. And then wherever you're going, wherever you want to go, if you want to go home, if you want to go to university, if you want to go to school, if you want to go wherever it is that you want to go and eat your McDonald's, I don't know, no judgment here, you can go and you can take your McDonald's wherever you want to go. It goes with you. Do you know what? In the same way, we don't have to just wait till Sunday. We don't have to just wait until we come to church to get in the presence of God, although that is important, the gathering of the saints where we encounter God together because we encourage one another in our faith and we encourage that corporate worship and that corporate anointing where God does the miraculous. But when you are filled with the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, you can take that presence of God everywhere with you, everywhere that you go. So when you get to Monday and maybe you have some depressing thoughts, maybe you're facing some intimidating challenges in your workplace or in your life, whatever it is, you can take that same presence of the Holy Spirit, that same presence of God that you felt here at church on Sunday, and you can take the presence of God to go into your workplace and your circumstances and situations. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does for us is He causes us to receive the gifts of God. He causes us to receive the gifts of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4 says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works different ways, in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. So the Holy Spirit is the one who delivers the gifts of God and the work of God in our lives. I realize that I've been speaking a lot about food tonight. I, I promise you, like, I'm being fed, I'm eating, like, I'm not, like, starving. But I have another food analogy for you. That's why I had to sort of preface it. I'm like, am I hungry? I'm not even hungry, but I'm talking about food a lot. Um, so when I got to America, I had never driven in America before. And in Australia, we drive on the other side of the world. All right, so pray for us. Everything is wrong in Australia. We are backwards. We drive on the wrong side of the road. Everything is the other way around. And so for the first week, I wasn't driving here. I was with EOSU. I was staying at a house with those guys. And so I couldn't go anywhere to go and get myself food, right? So I had to order Uber Eats. Who's heard of Uber Eats? Isn't it? brilliant, isn't it? Like just the best invention you've ever heard of. Someone goes to a restaurant so you don't have to walk, do the walk of shame in your tracksuit pants and your sweats or whatever you call them here. You can actually just get someone to go there for you and come to your house and deliver you whatever shameful food that you wanted to eat, you know? And it's the best. So they came and they delivered me food. I got like Wingstop. We don't have Wingstop in Australia. I got Jersey Mike's. We don't have Jersey Mike's in Australia. I was telling my friends from Las Vegas, I was like, guys, I've discovered this place place called Jersey Mike's and they're like you've discovered it it's like everyone knows Jersey Mike's like it's not anything special I don't know if you, you guys have Jersey Mike's now and I'm backtracking and I'm nervous um no you've got Jersey Mike's yeah so I got my food delivered through Uber Eats um 
And in the same way, you know, we can't access everything that God has for us without the Holy Spirit. We actually need the Holy Spirit to come and deliver those things into our lives. Why? Because that is the system that God has set up. God has set up the Holy Spirit to be the person of the Trinity, of the Godhead, Father, Spirit, and Son, the person that is actually at work on the earth today. So if we reject the Holy Spirit, we actually reject the whole work of God in our lives. When we reject the Holy Spirit and we say, I don't want any of the Holy Spirit. I don't want the Holy Spirit to come and move in me. He is the third person of the Godhead. He is God. When we reject him, we say, I don't want any of your deliveries. I'm fine. And we end up starving spiritually because we actually need the Holy Spirit to come and deliver everything that he has for us, to deliver holiness, to deliver purity, to, to deliver hope, to deliver power, to deliver the work of God in our lives. The third and final thing that the Holy Spirit does is he causes us to carry the power of God. The Holy Spirit causes us to carry the power of God. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he enables us to carry the power of God into our circumstances and situations. Now, I grew up in the, the 90s in New Zealand, and so I don't know if you guys had the internet back then, but we definitely didn't over in New Zealand, got it probably like 20 years later than all of you guys in America got it, and especially Silicon Valley. You probably had it in like, you know, the 50s, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you had a head start on us when I was peasants over there in New Zealand. Um, so we were over in New Zealand, and, and um, we were just you know, living our best lives, putting encyclopedias into the, the computers and looking off Encyclopedia Britannica and all these sorts of things. And yeah, we had kid pics. Any, any kids who grew up? Nah, I've lost everybody now. Everyone who grew up in the 90s. But we, um, we got internet eventually. I think I was probably about seven or eight years old and we had internet on our computers. But even the internet that we had on those computers, we had one computer that was plugged into the wall, plugged in with the internet thing. Obviously, I'm not technical at all, don't understand how any of this works. But we had a cable that got internet out of the wall for us, right? That cable brought internet into my life. And so we had this one computer in the house that was connected to the internet via the wall. So if you wanted to get internet, you had to go and you had to sit on that computer. If someone else was sitting on that computer, too bad. It was a survival of the fittest. Like whoever can, can get themselves on that computer and at that computer is allowed access to the internet. Nobody else can. But today, these days, kids are spoiled. They're living like royalty. Like your little girls, like they're royal, right? They're, they're like, you know... Prince Harry and, and whoever else, Prince William, or I don't know, you don't have a king here, I don't know, or a queen, I don't know, Biden, Trump, I don't know who, who I can liken them to. Um, but we had, we, ha we didn't have the access to the internet that these guys have, but they have this access to Wi-Fi, which means that anywhere that they are in the house... They can just connect their little devices, their little iPhones, iPads, because the Lord knows they have them, right? They're, every kid's got these devices. And they can connect to the internet, the Wi-Fi, wherever they are in the house. And every single person can connect to the Wi-Fi and they can get access to that Wi-Fi, that internet, wherever they are. Do you know what? In the same way, when Jesus walked the earth, he carried the anointing of God on him. He carried the power and the fullness of the presence of God everywhere that he went. The Bible said that he walked around healing people, setting people free from addictions. He went around bringing the kingdom of God near to people who were far from God. And he carried the power of God with him everywhere that he went. But Jesus was just one person in one place at one time. So as he was moving around, he was setting people free and healing people. But that wasn't coming to New Zealand at the time, right? That wasn't coming to Australia at the time. That wasn't coming to America at the time. That was in the Middle East where Jesus was. But Jesus said, 
you will, re you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then in John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Why? Because we're better than Jesus? No, but because the same work that Jesus was doing, the same power of God that was on Jesus has now been distributed to every single Christian who carries the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, just like it was like one place, one time, at one moment, one place with Jesus, He has put the Holy Spirit on Wi-Fi, the power of God on Wi-Fi, so that every single person all over the earth who has the power of God can carry the power of God into the circumstances and situations that we're walking through. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, and that your faith should not be in wisdom, the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, I am so passionate about seeing people activated in the power of the Holy Spirit because it was people just like you and a church just like this that brought the power of God into my life when I was a five-year-old kid and my family was falling apart. So when I was five years old, um, I was living in New Zealand and my mum and dad were married. My, my dad was Persian, is still Persian. He hasn't changed his nationality. But he was born Persian, raised in Iran, uh, grew up Islamic, uh, Muslim. And he moved to England, married my mum. Mum had converted to Islam to marry my dad. Then we moved to New Zealand, just sort of following my dad's work around. And so we, we ended up in New Zealand. And while we were in New Zealand, our family over in Iran uh, decided to send my auntie out to live with us. We didn't know at the time, but my auntie was actually schizophrenic. And so we had no idea. We just put it down to cultural differences, like her weirdness and her craziness. We're like, oh, maybe that's just because she's Persian. But we didn't realize, like, Persians aren't like that, right? She's, like, threatening to kill my dad and doing just crazy stuff. And it was just hectic. As I was a five-year-old, I had a younger sister who was three years old at the time, a brother who was two years old. My mom, she just couldn't handle it anymore. My dad uh, is a professor of robotic engineering, so he was always studying and out of the house. And so my mom was at home with my brother and my sister and I and my auntie, this crazy lady, and she just couldn't handle it anymore. She got to breaking point where she just said to my dad, hey, if you don't get her out of the house, I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to go. And my dad was stuck. He's like, what can I do? Like, we, we were renting a house at the time. We didn't have money. He couldn't put her anywhere else. He's like, what am I going to do? And so my mum just said, okay, that's it. And she took myself, my brother and my sister, and we went and lived in a women's and children's home. And as we were living in that women's and children's home, I didn't know at the time, but there were friends that I had at school that knew about the situation that my family was going through. And my friends, their parents actually went to a church. And so their parents got together at their small groups, at their life groups. I don't know what you call them here, connect groups. And they just committed to praying for my family. So every Wednesday night when they would get together, they started praying for my family, the Nahavandi family. God, save the Nahavandi family. God, do something for the Nahavandi family. They barely even knew who we were and they started praying for us. Then a lady who lived down the road from us, she reached out to my mum and this lady had been reaching out to my mum for a long time. My mum thought she was a little bit weird. She's like, what's this lady on about? You know, Jesus and all this sort of stuff. But my sister was born with a cyst on the end of her spine. And when she was born with that cyst, this lady asked if she could pray for my sister. And as she prayed for my sister, my mum noticed that this lady carried something on her. She noticed that there was a presence on her as she prayed, that there was something weird about this lady. When she prayed, there was something that my mum felt that she couldn't deny as this lady just offered to pray for her in her home. And so she knew that this lady carried something different. There was something different about her. So this lady said when my mum's life was falling apart, she reached out to my mum and she said, hey, do you know what? I believe that God loves you and He has a plan for your life. 
And I truly believe if you would surrender your life to God, that you will never, ever regret making that decision. I can't tell you what's going to happen in this situation and circumstance, but what I can tell you is that you will never walk alone. What I can tell you is that you will experience the presence of God like you have never known before. What I can tell you is that what God can give you is something better than anything else on this earth. And I believe that God loves you and He has a plan for you. And I believe if you surrender your life to Him today, you'll never regret it. And so my mom, just with tears streaming down her face, she was like, okay, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. So she ended up giving her life to Jesus right then and there, ended up getting baptised in this lady's bathtub. This lady and her husband baptised by my very unconventional, like baptism in bathtubs. I don't know if I condone that. No offence to you if you've been baptised in a bathtub. It's great. I love bathtub baptisms. (laughs) But she got baptised and so she ended up moving back in with my dad. She moved in with my dad and as she was with my dad, we were living together again and everyone was a big happy family and so she's like, I want you to come to church with me. And my dad being a Muslim guy was like, Okay, I believe in Abraham. I believe in Moses. I believe Jesus was a prophet. Same, same, but different. Who cares? I'll go to church, you know. So he ended up going along to church with my mum. He's sitting in a church just like this. And they're talking about the Holy Spirit. And they start talking about how the Holy Spirit has changed people's lives. They start talking about how the Holy Spirit has saved people and set people free from addictions. And they start talking about how people have encountered God in a new way and felt the love of God. And he's starting to hear about this Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that, Holy Spirit this. And my dad, being from a Muslim background, is like, what's this Holy Spirit? Like, what's all this about? And he goes back home one night and uh, he's just lying in bed. And so he's a professor of robotic engineering, did science as his like study and everything like that. So he's like, I'm going to do um, an experiment on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so he lies down there and as he's lying down, he begins to experiment with the Holy Spirit and just says, Holy Spirit, if you're real, then show me. And he's lying there in bed, not a Christian, just sort of going along to church to keep my mum happy. And he's just lying there in bed in the 90s in New Zealand. And all of a sudden, he feels this wind just go from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And being the scientist that he is, he's like, what a coincidence, (laughs) right? (laughs) Can't be real. So he goes up to the curtain and he's looking at the curtain. He's like looking to see if the window's open. Nothing's open. Okay, that's weird. Goes back to bed. He's lying in bed again. And as he's lying in bed just a few minutes later, again, he feels this wind of God from the tip of his head to the soles of his feet. And again, he's a bit like, this can't be possible. Like, what's happening right now? And then one more time, the Holy Spirit comes and this wind just shakes him more than he'd felt in those previous two times. And God speaks to him and says, I want to show you that this is real. I want to show you that I'm real. I want to show you that Jesus is real. And so from that moment on, my Muslim dad ended up giving his life to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? He got baptised in the church. I remember as a five-year-old sitting on the edge of the baptismal tank where he got baptised and watching my dad get baptised. But do you know what? From that time forward, I was five years old. I was able to see the dramatic change that came into my family's life. I was able to see the dramatic change that the power of God made in our world. And ever since that moment, as a five-year-old kid, I've walked with the power of God. I've walked with the presence of God. I've walked with the Holy Spirit every day of my life, knowing the presence of God going with me, knowing this intimate God and intimate relationship with me every day of my life. I would love for us just to bow our heads and close our eyes in this room right now. Maybe you're in this room tonight and you would say, Layla, I don't have a relationship with God like you're talking about. In fact, if I was to be honest with you tonight, I don't know if I was to die tonight, whether I would go to heaven or hell. I hope I would go to heaven. I hope I've been a good enough person. I hope I've done all the right things but I don't know for certain. I don't know if I'm definitely going to heaven and I certainly don't have a relationship with God. Do you know what I want to tell you, friend? That 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross to save you from your sin. 
He died on a cross so that you could be in relationship with Him. He died on a cross to take your sin away, the separation away, so that you could be in full relationship with God here today. God loves you and He has a plan for your life, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, a plan to give you a hope and a future. If you're in this room tonight and you'd say, Layla, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. Or maybe you'd say, Layla, I once did, but I feel distance from God because I feel like I've walked away. I feel like I've disappointed God. I feel like I'm distant from God and I want to come back to Him tonight. I want to make a commitment to follow Him again tonight. If that's you, just with every head bowed and every eye closed, every person in prayer, if that's you, I'm going to invite you just to lift up your hand on the count of three and I would love to pray a prayer with you today, my friend. One, two, three. If that's you, awesome, awesome. I see those hands, awesome. It's the best decision that we could ever make to give our lives to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else in this place tonight, you want to give your life to Jesus? You want to make a commitment to Him tonight? I think there's about six people who have decided to make Jesus the Lord of their life tonight. Awesome, awesome. Church, can you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, yeah, out loud. (laughs) This isn't a Catholic church. Oh, in Catholic church, they do repeat it out loud as well. In your loudest, most Aussie American voice, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, tonight, I thank you for dying on a cross to save me from my sin. Tonight, I ask you to forgive me of my sin, everything I've ever done wrong and everything I ever will do wrong. And Jesus, tonight, I thank you that I am accepting your free gift of salvation, that I am a child of God. I am in relationship with God. I am filled with the Holy Spirit and I am on my way to heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Can we give God a shout of praise in this place tonight? So awesome. Congratulations. Everyone who raised their hand, I'm sure Pastor Ali, Pastor Yasmin will let you know afterwards how we can help you get started in your relationship with God or take the next step in your relationship with God. But just for the next few moments, I'm just going to invite us to stand to our feet, church. believe that God wants to stir up every single one of us to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit tonight. You know, the Bible says that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that word be filled is continually being filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to continually encounter the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives so we can carry the power of God everywhere that we go. And so we're going to sing this song about the Holy Spirit going to invite us just in just a moment I'll invite us later on but I'm going to invite us to come to the front for prayer to encounter the Holy Spirit but just while you're in your seats right now can you just lift up your hands to God thanks so much for listening we hope this message impacted you and inspires you to draw closer to Jesus subscribe to this podcast and give us a follow on Instagram at Centerset Church to keep up with all that God is doing in our community also we'd love to be in prayer with you if you have any prayer requests please send them to info at centerset.church